Thank you for joining us again for Journeys in Grace with Eric Hubbard. And we today are going to continue with our lessons on grace as we go about reading, reading and studying the scriptures and just uh, expounding on the Word of God. For I do believe we live in a time when the Word of God is the most precious thing, the most precious thing that we could ever have and possess that we should know this. And it's a shame that uh, many, of our, many of us uh, our lives, our busy lives, uh, uh, things, you know, some things are a necessity. We, we work, we care, we have child care, we have loved ones we have to take care of, we have uh, uh, businesses to run. And many times we, we, we get so busy that we forget about the Word of God. But I want to tell you today, God has not forgotten you. He has not forgotten you, whether you are in relationship with Him or out. Jesus came to die for the whole world. He died for all mankind. As I often like to say and remind myself and others that Christ died for all. Not for one race, not for one color, not for one uh, gender. He died for all men. All men. A-L-L. All men. So no matter where you find yourself today, no matter what your situation, you may feel that you're at your wit's end, not knowing what to do. What, where to go, how to turn. Uh, many of the, the, you have the full whys, who, what, where, and why. How can I overcome the things that face me? But I want to tell you today, there is an answer, and his name is Jesus. And God brought grace by him. Grace came. God himself, in the form of his son, Jesus Christ, presented grace to all men. And grace is Jesus Christ. It's not He's, grace is not just is not a formula. It's not just uh, God's uh, divine favor upon us all, but it's Christ upon us all. The scripture says, Christ in us, Christ in you, the very hope of glory, the hope that we have. And the scripture says, the hope that maketh not a shame, that knowing that within us and, and the God that we serve, he is a faithful God. So we're going to talk today about the word of God and and more and, and go a little deeper into that if, uh, to have a uh, subsubject of that is our relationship with him. Every father desires uh, a godly father, I would say, uh, a, a man that uh, has fathered children and wants to be a father. Because just because you uh, uh, bring children to the world doesn't make you a father. But a father is a man that will that will uh, care for his own household, who will, whether he's married or not, whether he's widowed or single or uh, a single dad or wherever he may, whatever position he may find himself in, he cares for his house. If he's married, he cares for his spouse and his children. If he's single, he cares for his children and, 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 and his relationship with others around them. Because as we bring children into the world, we bring a responsibility to not only care for their, their physical needs, but also for our spiritual for the spiritual needs of that child. And I want to speak to every dad that your children are watching you. They, do, they, 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 they will do more by what they see than by what they hear. Because we can talk all day about what we, what we have done, will do, used to do. But our children are watching us. And we are their example. So today again, we're going to go into the Word of God. We're going to start out in Genesis first chapter. And uh, <clears throat> using it as the basis of, of our study today. Genesis 1 and uh, verse, verse chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. And again, we're going to read about God's assignment 
that he gave to Adam and his commands. Genesis <clears throat> uh, chapter 1, verse 26. Excuse me as I uh, as I look for this again. Uh, Genesis 1, chapter 1. Verse number 26. And it reads, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, fowl of the air, and etc. And God, and verse 27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Verse number 28. And he blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, and then he gave them the authority by saying, you have dominion. But God gave his word to man, an unbreakable word, an unbreakable word. I want to say again that when God says a thing, in the book of Psalms, verse 89, chapter 89, 34, he said, uh, my commandments will go to my lips and my commandments I will not break. I'm, some, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. He said, whatever has gone out of my lips, the, the commandments, the, uh, the spoken word, he said, I can't break that. And see, God, because God is his word. I know many today, when they, when, uh, with their, their laws written, their contracts written, and people break contracts today. I know many of us, you might have been in the lawsuits or heard of things in, in the news or whatever, where people have written contracts on paper. And the phrase now that many use is, that contract is not worth the paper that is written on. But I'm, I wanted to read this in your hearing today. This is Psalms 89. I want to make sure I got this right. Psalms 89, verse number 34. And it says, my covenant I will not break. So in other words, God says, I will not break my word, nor alter the things, with, alter the word rather, which has gone out of my lips. God said, I'm not going to alter, I'm not going to change. Uh, scripture says, I am God and I change not. So what God is saying is, my words are unbreakable. So when God gave Adam and Eve his commandment and gave them the authority and dominion, and this is what was used against him. Because when Satan realized, when the evil one realized that God had given, a, uh, uh, given man more than just an assignment, he had given him authority, he realized, if I take the authority from man, then I will have the all authority and power in the earth. He had all, everything, uh, 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 all the power, all the authority. Adam was the ruler of the earth. So when he gave it up, he gave up his right to rule and his right to reign. So we go, go, go next to, um, we're going to read in the book of uh, Psalms 8 and, and eight, 8 and 3. Well, the prophet David begins to read. David was more than just a king. Uh, I shouldn't say just a king, more than a king. He also was prophetic. He prophesied in, in Psalms 22 of the, uh, of the, of the uh, life and crucifixion of Christ. And over in Genesis, I'm sorry, in Psalms, the 8th chapter, we're going to start reading around the, uh, I believe, 8th, 3. Psalms, 8th chapter, and the 3rd verse. I just want to plant this uh, in your hearing today and get this firmly in your mind that when God speaks a thing, that settles it. Numbers uh, 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, shall he not do it? Or if he has spoken it, he, shall he not make it good? 
And make good is a legal term, meaning that to bring or to make whole. So if God says a thing, he is going to make it or bring it to pass. And there, and there are more. But I also want to put a caveat or uh, uh, add something to that is, and that caveat is, God speaks a thing and it's, 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 it's settled. But God has to have the cooperation of man. He needs us. We are God's hands and fingers and toes. We are the ones who are now have the authority in the earth. So you, I thought somebody might say, well, preacher, I thought you just said that uh, Satan took the uh, authority from, from uh, Adam. And he did. But I got good news for you today. Jesus got the authority back. The, the scripture says in, in uh, Matthew 28, it says that all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And so when Christ died, he took everything that Satan took from uh, Adam. The second Adam took it back. As Christ is called in the book of Romans. He's called the second Adam. And when he came to heaven, came to earth, lived the life, died a horrible death on the cross, he went to hell and took back the authority that Adam gave up. So in the uh, Psalms 8 chapter, we're going to start reading in the third verse. It says, when I consider the heavens, the works of thy hand, the moon and the stars which you have, which you have ordained. And he, David begins to say, what is man that thou art mindful of him? David begins to say, God, considering everything that you've created, all of the universe, the stars in the sky, the sun uh, uh, ruling over the day, the moon at night, and I see all that my eyes can behold, the oceans, the mountains, everything, the, the, the great animals that, that uh, uh, roam the plains. David begins to say, what is man? Man is many times the least of all. But yet, he said, you are mindful. Meaning, God's mind is full of man. Because if we go back to Genesis, the book of Genesis says that we were created in the image of God. We were made just a little lower than God. We were made higher than angels because angels only got an assignment. And their, their assignment was to serve God. And in, and, in, and in serving God, they served man. So angels were given an assignment. And that is a great assignment that God gave them. But man was given an assignment and he was given authority. So we're going to move on from authority. But I want you to know that God's word is unbreakable. If he said a thing, he is going to do it. So in the, uh, again, in Psalms 8, chapter 4, verse, he said, your mind, you are mindful of him. God is mindful of us. And, and the uh, latter part, says, part of that fourth verse says, and the son of man, that you visit him. Then the fifth verse says, for you have made him a little lower than the angels. And if you go to the uh, ancient text, it goes on to say he made him a little lower than God. Because we were made in God's image. We are, we are made in God's image. And you have crowned him, for you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with what? With glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion of the works of your hand. You have put all things under his feet. This is what God gave to Adam, and this is what Jesus came back to get. Because God wanted to put man back and that's where every believer is today. We are back in the place. We are back in the place that God put uh, Adam in, in the garden. And this is what Jesus told us in the New Testament. He says, occupy till I come. There's more that God 
has for us than to get saved and then to die. But it is to occupy. God wants us in every platform that is in the earth. He wants us in, in entertainment. He wants us in government. He wants us in business. He wants us in, in, law, in law. He wants us in medicine. He wants us in ed education. In every platform that man is operating on, or man is operating on, and when I say man, I mean male and female, God wants us, the believer, to have a position so that he can show himself strong. Scripture said that God looks about the whole earth to see who with and and in whom he can show himself strong so that the world will see our good works and then know that only God can do such a thing. Only God can bring a man from the dung heap to the, to the, uh, to the king's power. Only God could bring Joseph from the dungeon to prime minister, from the prison to prime minister. Only God could bring David from the sheepfold to king of Israel. Only God can do these things. And many of us have lives and things in our lives that we, we look back and we wonder as God has worked a mighty work in us. But I want to tell you, it is not over. There is a revival coming. There is things that are going to be happening in the earth where the earth and all men will see heaven on earth. For this is the prayer that Jesus prayed uh, in the book of Matthew. And when the disciples asked him, the Lord teach us how to pray. And he gave them the Lord's prayer. And a phrase in that, a stanza in that, uh, in, in that poetic prayer is as Jesus gave them, sample, gave them the sample prayer. He said, uh, let it be in heaven as it is, on earth as it is in heaven. God wants us to operate like he does in heaven. He wants heaven operating on earth. He wants his children to walk blessed, to walk with authority. Authority over every power, every enemy, every enemy that will stand up against God. We should condemn it and walk over it, knowing that we are God's children. Proverbs 28 says that the righteous are bold as a lion. Boldness means that I have an assurance that if I walk according to God and everything that God has promised us in, the, in his gift of grace, in his gift of Christ to us, that Christ abides in us, then we should speak boldly of the power, of the love, and of the promises of God. For all the promises of God are yea and amen. Not maybe. Maybe God will. I hope God will. I think God will. But God can and God will. And yet, we can take a step further. He's already done. When Jesus said on the cross, it's finished, he finished every work. He fulfilled all the law. And then he not only fulfilled the law, he reached out and he brought in the Gentiles of every race, creed, and color so that we all can boldly come before the throne of grace and proclaim that we are the righteousness of God. We who are of the household of faith can look to Abraham who stood on faith and that's why he's called our father. Although we are not of the Jewish nation by birth, but we are by the spiritual birth because of our faith in Christ. And as Abraham and the Bible, as God told him that you would have your seed would be as the, as, the, as the stars in heaven and as the sand on the seashore, so shall your seed be. And if you're a believer, you stand as a seed or as a child or son or daughter of Abraham. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. So let's, keep, let's, let's go on a little further. 
And as you read here in, in Psalms 8th chapter, let's go now to um, the book of Psalms 138 and 2. And 138 and 2, God begins to speak again about his word. I'm going to paraphrase this one. Uh, just write that in your notes. Uh, Psalms 138 and 2. Well, God says, I have magnified my word above my name. You said, preacher, what are you talking about? God says, I have magnified. Magnified means to make bigger. God said, my word is so important to me that my name, my word is above my name. And we have many names. There are many names in the Old Testament that describe the works of God from him being a great provider, him being the healer, him being king, the, uh, 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 a battle act, the God of more than enough. But God says, my word, which have gone out of my mouth, shall not return unto me void. And what he's saying is that my word is more important than what you call me. Because my word is who I am. My word is who I am. And because the word of God is who God is, then if we know who he, if we, if we know that God is his word, then we got to put trust in his word. We got to put, that's why the, uh, Jesus began to tell the disciples, the word is the seed. If we will take the word and, 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 and meditate upon it, so it, so it get, grabs root in our heart and we allow it to grow and we feed it. We feed our, feed our, uh, uh, feed, feed our soulish man and we feed him so that faith begins to rise up. And then we become into agreement for what grace, who is Jesus Christ, what grace has, has, has obtained for us, our faith can bring from the spirit into the flesh, into manifestation. But that's what we all want. We want the things of God, the promises of God, the, uh, the word of God to be manifest. We want to see it to come to reality. And if you break that word down, we want it to become real so that we can touch it. We want to get it from the spiritual over into the natural. And we do that by allowing the word and that relationship with God must be born out of a spirit. It's a spiritual relationship. God wants us to, uh, to have that spiritual relationship with him so that we know him more than just a song and a dance and, you know, more than just him feeding us a, a, a job or a dollar bill. God is more than that. He wanted to, he fellowship with Adam. He fellowship with him. The Bible says in the cool of the day, the word came walking through the garden and Adam and Eve had a date with, 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 with the word every day because the word wanted to fellowship with him. God wanted to fellowship with his creation. This man and this woman who, who he created. So let's go on a little further. So we know and we, we now we're going to transpose this word. We're going to take this word a little further over in the book of John. Uh, John 1 and 1, it says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And we know that that Word which uh, John is talking about is Jesus himself. Because uh, when, when uh, Philip asked Jesus, he said, uh, Father, I uh, said, Jesus, show us the Father. Jesus said, have I been so long with you, Philip? And you do not know who I am? You don't know? The, that, that God himself, I, that God is, I am God and God in me. Jesus told them when they got rid of the stone, he said, I and my father are one. We are one. And if you don't know it, it's because you are spiritually blind. 
You are spiritually blind. When they, when they saw Jesus healing the sick, raising the dead, they said, they said, Master, how can we do the great works that you do? Jesus told them, believe on the one whom God has sent. He said, believe on me. If you want to do what I do, if you want to do the things that I do, if you want to see great and marvelous and works done in your presence, uh, and men uh, are praising God because God is using you, then you must believe in the word that God has sent. So in the book of John, I'm going to read, I paraphrase, I, I uh, quoted, the first, for, quoted it the first time. Now I want to read it some because we got to go a little further. This is, again, this is uh, St. John, first chapter, 1 and 1. And it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, Word was with God, brother, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God, talking about Jesus. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was in the light of men. And the life was, brother, the light of men. And that light shines in darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it, did not. They couldn't comprehend Jesus when he came. Philip, his own disciples, couldn't comprehend who he was. Because when they looked at him, they only saw a man. They only they saw him, uh, Jesus got tired like they got tired. He sweated like they sweated. He ate like they ate. Everything that Jesus did, they saw. Everything they did, he said, man, uh, 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 he says he's God, but he sleeps like we sleep. He gets hungry like we get hungry. But they didn't recognize the inside man. What did the Lord tell uh, 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 tell Samuel over in the Old Testament when um, in the book of a book of First Samuel, when Samuel was choosing the king, and Saul was re re uh, rejected, and the Lord told uh, Samuel rather, He said, Samuel, I've chosen another. I've chosen me another man. And he told instructed Samuel to go to Jesse's house. And when Samuel got to Jesse's house, he saw these big strong men, young men, and he got to the oldest. He was tall, dark, and handsome. But what did God say? Not him. Then the next one came. Surely, the, 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 uh, the, the prophet said, this, this is the one. The judge Samuel said, God said, nope, not him. See, a man looks on the outward appearance. But God looks at the heart. It is the word of God which will form our relationship with, the, with, the, with, with our God. If you want to know him, get to know his word. And you'll get to know the grace and the love and the mercy of God. And as I said before, God has been given a wrong reputation where people have said, oh, you know that God is out to get me. Surely God is punishing me for the work, for the evil that I did in, past, in the past. But the book of Hebrews says, their sins, because Hebrews 8 and 12 says, their sins and their iniquities I will remember no more. God said, all of the sins that you did were put on the back of Jesus. Jesus took your sins to the cross. So why are you carrying it? Why are you carrying the guilt, hurt, and shame? Why are you carrying it when Christ has already given you victory, hope, a future? As he said in uh, Jeremiah 29 11, he says, I know the thoughts I have for you, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Why are you carrying that heavy load? Jesus said, my yoke is easy. Put that son down. He's grown now. Stop trying to carry that daughter on your back. 
You can't solve the, mar the, the, the marriage problem that you have. Give them to him. It doesn't mean that we go and sit in the corner and cry and weep and moan and suck our thumb. But what it means is we give it to him. So, Lord, I'm giving this care to you. I tried everything I can try. Now, I'll trust you. Whatever you if you tell me to do something, I'll do it. But he said in Psalm 46, he said, stand, he said, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. God wants the glory. If you allow him to do the work and then give him glory for what he did for you, give him glory for delivering you, you'll find out your relationship with God will begin to grow and to bloom as you allow his grace. He told, again, he told Paul in, in, in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9, my grace is sufficient. It's enough. This enough means it's, 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 it's whatever issue that you are facing, whatever problem that you are dealing with, whatever, whatever uh, uh, pressure that's on you, said, give it to me. Let me handle it. And when the apostle Paul realized what Jesus was saying and the revelation what he was saying about uh, don't worry about this, 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 this persecution that's coming on you and all these things that Satan is, is designed to ride you down and to break you and to weary you. Paul said, most glory, most, most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities or my weaknesses. That when um, I've gotten on my last nerve of my last nerve of my last nerve, I looked to him and said, Lord Jesus, I give this care to you. Handle this for me. Take this, Lord. I can bear this by myself. And then you leave it with him and wait for further instructions. And the last verse, uh, I, didn't get, I, didn't, I didn't even get to where I, where I was headed today. But in Ephesians, first chapter, maybe we'll, hopefully we'll pick up this in, at this place the next time. Ephesians 1 and 6. I'll, I'll just read this today. We don't have, uh, as, as, we get, as we wrap it up here today. Ephesians 1 and 6. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6. And it reads, To the praise of his glory of his grace, wherein he has made us, what? Accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he has abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he may gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are heaven, which are in heaven, and which are on earth, even in him, in whom, in Christ, also we have obtained inheritance, an inheritance which we didn't work for, and did not arm, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will. Oh, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this hour. Knowing, God, that if we, as we meditate upon your word, take it into our hearts and allow it to grow within us as the seed is planted into the earth, 
So we plant this seed in our hearts today. Our relationship is with you. You are mindful of us. Your mind is full of us. For you want to bless us. And you have blessed us. You want to see it manifest more than we do. For the scripture said you take pleasure in the prosperity of your servants. We pray today for all who hear this recording, Lord. They are blessed today. I pray, God, for those who don't know you have wandered away. I pray, God, that you would they, their ears would be open. You would send a witness across their path. And they would come to know you as Lord and as Savior and as God. We thank you for all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, this is Pastor, Pastor Eric Hubbard. I pray that you would contact us at uh, Pastor Eric Andy at gmail.com. You can write us at Pastor Eric at Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30061. Again, you can reach us at Pastor Eric and D. That's P-A-S-T-O-R-E-R-I-C-A-N-D-D-E-E at gmail.com. Or write us at Pastor Eric at uh, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30061. Thank you and join us again in Jesus' name. Amen.